we said. The Press Box. Well, hello there. Great to have you with us for another Press Box podcast. This is Mike Grace for my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, and our little radio show we call The Press Box. We'll offer you just a slice of what you can hear each and every weekday on great radio stations around the state of Alabama. Want to find out where? Well, check the affiliates page on our website, pressboxradio.com. There's an affiliates tab there. Check it. You can find the station nearest you. Also on the episodes page, you can hear the show on demand hour by hour, all the way back to the very first hour of the show, or simply press the listen button. You can hear the Press Box anytime, 24-7, online at PressBoxRadio.com. Now to today's podcast. It's all about this weekend's big SEC matchup, as you've got number seven, Texas A&M, battling number 16, Arkansas, at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Going to be a good one. And we talk to the voice of the Aggies, that's Andrew Monaco, and welcomed him into the press box. Whatever there's something we could do maybe to make him feel a little more welcome, what do you think, guys? Little midnight yell action for uh, the voice of the Aggies. Can I have? Can I have first question? Well, sir, you go right ahead. Uh, you got the first question for Andrew Monaco, voice of the Texas A&M Aggies. Andrew, how is uh, how's Reveille? Uh the first lady of Aggieland. She is a she's adorable. That's for sure. We know that she's doing great. You made my you morning ever- right there. Hullabaloo, connect, connect. Hullabaloo, <laughs> connect, connect. I'm ready now, guys. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, Oh, hum a few bars there next time. Uh, You can carry a tune. Reveille, the the, the collie, just a beautiful mascot. And if I'm not mistaken, a little piece of trivia, Reveille can never be left alone, right? He's never pinned or she. uh, Correct. Like he goes to class. She was found by cadets on the side of the road. That's where the history is. And then then the cadets brought her. uh, And we're now on Reveille 10. Uh, Rev 10 started this season. Uh, yeah, she's 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 absolutely gorgeous. And nope, she's always around. There is a cadet who is assigned to her. Very neat story. Uh, Rev was not allowed to come in because of COVID last year into games. She was allowed to come into Kyle Field on week number one. And the current cadet uh, uh, allowed last year's cadet because he never got to run in with Reveille. Uh, during the march, could not march in with Reveille, uh, gave him that honor. Uh, he didn't get to do it last year, gave him the honor this year, and that oh. cadet broke down in tears uh, on the field, was so happy to be able to do that with uh, with Miss Rev. Andrew, it's Chris. Was that the the toughest part of your job when you got the, the, the title as the voice? You were following a legend, but part of that means – kind of getting caught up on all of the traditions at one of the schools that holds their traditions about as closely as anybody. Uh, yes. Uh, in fact, that was part of the interview process. <laughs> they asked me what was my favorite tradition. What what I had in the, my back pocket was my son graduated from here. So when your son yeah. takes you around campus and, and shows you some things, uh, took me to the bonfire memorial uh, the Century Ooh. Tree told me all about silver taps. Uh, learned about muster. Uh, that that certainly helped. But there are there are a ton of traditions. And the the running joke here uh, at A and M is if you do something twice or more than twice, it becomes a tradition. <laughs> so, yeah. But there are so many, and and I I just love that about this campus uh, and and about the Aggies. You know me well enough to know when I ask this, I'm not taking a shot. But when one of the 
not a tradition, but something that's gone on is A&M being very good, very relevant, but maybe just short of the ultimate goal. How are they dealing with the the weight of being one mm-hmm. of the favorites, if not the ultimate favorite mm-hmm. going into the season as it relates to the West, which as we know, if you can win the West, you got a real good chance at winning it all. Yeah, and that's and that's why they bring in someone like Jimbo Fisher three plus years ago. He wants them now to embrace expectations. I'll tell you right now, the 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 phrase for them is standard over feelings. The standard matters, not your feelings individually. If you're going to come play here at Texas A&M, and this is for the new recruits, and this is even for the look, this is for the super seniors that have that have come back. Our standard is now. Nine and one, eight wins in a row, going to the Orange Bowl. I know they just missed out. Do we yep. want to take it to the next level? You don't go backwards. <laughs> Jimbo right. says when you cross the bridge, you got to you got to blow up that bridge because we can't go backwards. So this is now our standard. The standard always rises. So what has happened is I think Jimbo got through year three, maybe a little quicker than he thought, but with the recruiting. And you're bringing in the recruits who, uh, you guys all know, players recruit players, not just coaches. And a player will say, hey, this is the place where you want to come or stay stay away from here. This is what it's really like. And now right. the players are recruiting those players. And, the, and these young guys want to play with DeMarvin Leal on the line, want to play with Leon O'Neal Jr. Um, you know, as a safety. And Jimbo Fisher, it's he said you have to embrace the process, not the 76ers process of <laughs> spinning your wheels and bad drafts, but the process is you've got to get better every day. The key they did last year was they learned how to win on Saturday. That was the important thing. After beating Florida, they were no longer an underdog. Going into this season, they're not the underdog. And Colorado gave them absolutely everything because Colorado sees the number five during that week next to their name. And they wanted to hit him in the mouth and make a name for themselves. That's what's different. But you have to embrace that. Jimbo says pressure is a privilege. How do they break through? That's a great question. But in year number four, I think they're way ahead and they're they're knocking on that door. And Chris, to your point, if you're built to beat Alabama, you're built to succeed in the SEC West. And you can win any game in college football. This isn't a gimmick offense that you have to use. It's Look, you've got to be better than the other guy. You've got to win your space. There's nothing magical by Jimbo Fisher, what he preaches for these guys. Win your space, win it more times than the other team. Scoreboard will take care of itself. And I think that's being applied. Now, to embrace that expectation, practice again very hard. No half speed, no loafing, no plays off. That's hard to teach the young guys. You have to have the leaders to hold them accountable but that is coming more and more than it's been in the past. And that's really the toughest challenge, isn't it, to make sure you stay locked in week in and week out and don't keep the eyes focused on Alabama and that matchup? Especially when every, when everybody says, wow, October 9th is going to be a great game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But these players know under Jimbo Fisher, you better be ready September 4th against Kent State. Not that Kent State and Alabama are the same when it comes to talent, but you are now going to be reviewed on your film on Sunday, September 5th, by how you played at Kent State. And if you don't do your job, 
You're not in the lineup. <laughs> it's, it beca- yeah. And that's why I did. See, that's the standard. The standard is the best player is going to play. It's not about your feelings of, oh, man, coach is killing me. I can't believe he's a, the standard. It, it's In fact, they put it at standard, that long division line, feelings, and sometimes they put it over home plate because Jimbo says, for all the years that we played baseball, Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, Joe DiMaggio, Fernando Tatis, the plate has always been 17 inches. It doesn't change. You want to throw a strike? You got to put it over the plate. It, it, I, to me, it's great analogies. He's he's wow. very much, um, uh, you know, it, it's funny. I, I heard, uh, I believe it was Travis Johnson who played at Florida State was was on a Texans uh, broadcast and or a, a show, and they were talking about Jimbo Fisher, and he said, uh, "Yeah, he goes, I, you know, I love Jimbo. He's 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 part Bobby Bowden. He's." Part Nick Saban, he's part Mickey Andrews. He'll be, you know, uh, he'll dad gum you uh, the one moment, yeah. and he's dog cussing, dog cussing you the next. <laughs> he goes, but, but he cares about the players, and it's about who can be the best player. Can you perform? And if you do something this week that's outstanding, do it again. Keep repeating it. Don't get bored with the process. You've got to keep repeating it. He knows that we all have to catch Alabama in the West, and if yeah. but. You have to play Arkansas first and then Mississippi State. And then you just can't look ahead. Very much process oriented when it when it comes to that. And I think it is really uh, paying off. But there's going to be times as teams have to understand it's in a little bit of a different position right now that their game gets circled now on a lot of other teams calendars. It's the most amazing thing. I want to leave it to, to J.D. for a minute after this, Andrew. But it's the most amazing thing about this entire run with Saban that for 14 consecutive years now, he has gone into the month of November with a mathematical shot. He's gone into the LSU game 14 consecutive years with a chance, or excuse me, 13, because this is, this is year 15. It didn't happen in the first. But with a mathematical chance of winning the national championship. In each of those years, I know how many he's won, but the fact that it's kind of like Jack Nicholas in the second place finishes in, in majors, it's it's how many times he's been able to carry it to November, which JD is the the toughest thing at all. Oh, absolutely! And then you know you don't get you don't get the guys from Fayetteville on your home turf, but that one that was kind of six ways me and my question. Andrew Monica is the voice of the Texas A and M Aggies uh, joining us inside the press box. You do play this one in Arlington. Uh, AT&T Stadium. Uh, the owner of that happens to be an Arkansas grad, sidebar. How do the fans feel about it going neutral site <laughs> and it not being in a 100,000-seat-plus stadium here in College Station? Or is it embraced that, hey, it's a, it's a great neutral site. It's in our state. Let's go do it. Let's buy tickets. Uh, which fans? Can I answer for Arkansas? They can't wait to get this baby back on Fayette, in, in Fayetteville. Oh yeah, I would assume <laughs> they're they're mad that they're mad that we played it on campus last year because of COVID and they're not getting a return. But I've always said this: you guys want to break this so badly, you guys make the phone call to Jerry. Why does it have to be us? <laughs> Good point. No, I think I think I, you know what this was neat to start the Southwest Classic. And I think now that that we that we have done it, my feeling is fans would like this back on campus because of that atmosphere. And we see what Arkansas is doing this year under under Sam Pittman and all the guys that have returned for them. And uh, obviously the atmosphere at, at Kyle Field. Um, but, you know, it's until 2024. That's the thing that always gets me is, you know, nothing's changing until the contract is up. 
and, and I'm I'm joking, but I am a little serious. It it always seems like our director of athletics, Ross Bjork, has to address the question, but Arkansas never seems to ask Hunter Juracek that question, the the AD about do you want to break that contract? I think it becomes now that both teams are three and zero, and Arkansas is sixteenth, and Texas A and M is seventh. I think it changes that atmosphere. I, I I'm I'm a it bothered me a little bit that when it came to, oh, it's a low attendance for that game in Arlington, A&M got blamed for it. It's in the state of Texas, but Arkansas wasn't bringing people. They weren't having great seasons. They ended up being really fun games, but Arkansas wasn't bringing the number of fans, but it seemed like that burden fell on on, on Texas A&M. Um, I, I think here's an opportunity for both these schools, though, who have a lot of alums in North Texas, Dallas, obviously, uh, Fort Worth is a, is a big area for recruiting. Texas A&M has a law school there. Arkansas brings a lot of people. And again, like you said, Jerry Jones being from there, uh, I, I it, it's fun. But I sometimes wonder if we go back and forth in, in the course of, of college football of, okay, that's run its course. Let's go back on campus. Maybe we get another non-conference matchup there, at, at, you know, up there in Arlington. Does A&M play, I don't know, maybe in the future at Texas Tech, something like that. Uh, I think, but I think fans are like, yeah, okay, been there, done that. Let's let's get back on campus. Um, but I know we like it because it's you know it's still seven home games, and then you get one in an NFL stadium in your own state. Um, Aggie certainly like that. Jimbo uses that to his advantage along the lines of, hey, if we're going to make our way to a national championship, Chris, to what you were saying, where Nick Saban is is in that uh, you know in that conversation in November, thirteen straight years, you have to play in this place usually. Yeah. This stadium uh, is part of college football. And if you want to play next level, he said it in the Orange Bowl. He said it in Denver. He'll say it again this week. You want to get next level in the NFL. These are the stadiums that you're going to be playing in. And I think some of these players also, uh, any of the Texas high school players, if you win a state championship or go to the state championship, you play it in Jerry World. So it's a chance for them to kind of relive and, and go back to someplace that was really special. And if I might add to, Chris, what you said about Nick Saban, I get really tired of people around the country saying, oh, it's, it's Alabama again. Well, look at what Alabama has done for 13 years. This isn't, oh, with you know some break. What Nick has created there is what everybody else is trying to chase. And for people to say, man, well, I'm really tired of Alabama. Well, take a look at what's going into being that good, that great for 13 years. It's a reason why <laughs> they have so many national sure. championships. I think we forget about that process and it's like, okay, we need something else. Well, you know what? You're not going to get it because Nick's not going to change. The caliber of talent's not going to change at Alabama. The expectations aren't going to change, right? That's the standard, to use to use that phrase. That's the standard. And I just kind of get a little tired of it. Uh, you know, if, if other schools don't like it, do something to change it <laughs> because Nick's, Nick's not going to change. And to me, that that's part of the legacy and, and why he's just terrific. Only about a minute or two left with Andrew Monaco, voice of the Texas A&M Aggies, as they get ready to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks, a matchup of number seven versus number 16 in the country. Andrew, Mike here, we know that the, the strength of this A&M team is defense. Uh, and on the offensive side, it has been a struggle early on. First of all, Jimbo Fisher had to try to replace a four-year starter at quarterback. When he did so, he lost the starter, Haynes King, in your season opener. Tell us about the current A&M quarterback. So Haynes King and Zach Calzada in camp, and they battled for this for this position and Haynes King wins wins the job, and then the second series in Colorado, he goes out. So Zach Calzada, kid out of Georgia, uh, who Jimbo said when he recruited him, he said, look, I, I, what I love about Zach Calzada, 
he'll take 10 guys and make them better. He'll win. He just loves that makeup of him, the, the competitor in him. And he proved to be a leader. Zach really had not started a game. And even though he didn't start that game in Colorado, um, it really helped him uh, throughout that game get that, get that leadership. Big, strong arm in the pocket presence. Has a little athleticism. Not as athletic as Haynes. Uh, but Jimbo kept telling us throughout the summer and about camp, there's like, you know, I've got to tell you about Zach. Talk about the big arm. He's more athletic than you think. And i got to tell you about Haynes King. He's so athletic he can run. Got a better arm than you think. And we're getting to see that. Now, some of the plays are a little bit different for Zach. You don't see as much option or anything like that. But uh, throws the deep ball, real chance, especially with DeMond Demas, the 70-yard catch to stretch the defense a little bit. And Zach, the players have said, look, he's got the leadership abilities. They will play for him, controls that huddle, knows the plays. You guys know under Jimbo Fisher, you have got to make the right decisions. And through two weeks, Zach has made many more right decisions, a couple of wrong decisions, which Jimbo will get him to correct. But the decision-making process is what's most important if you're going to be a Jimbo Fisher quarterback. Should be a great matchup Saturday. Seventh-ranked Texas A&M, the 16th-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Our thanks again to the voice of the Texas A&M Aggies. That's Andrew Monaco for joining us here inside the press box. Hey, if you like what you hear, a couple things you can do for us, like us, review us, and subscribe so you get the brand new episodes every time they come out. Also, if you tell a friend to do the same, that'd be fantastic. They can find us on Apple or Google Podcasts, plus iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever they find their favorite podcast. All they have to do is search for Press Box Radio 1. That's Press Box Radio and the number one for the Press Box Podcast. For Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace saying thanks to you for listening to this edition of the Press Box Podcast.